0: Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Superbeats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Superbeats Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com.
1: Earlier today, the president signed a presidential memorandum officially establishing this task force, advancing the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to prevent and address all forms of gender-based violence wherever it occurs. This task force will address the pervasive problem of online harassment and abuse, which disproportionately targets women, girls, and LGBTQI plus people. It will focus on five broad areas. First, prevention. Second, services and support for survivors. Third, research to better understand the scope and impact of the problem. Fourth, accountability. And fifth, the connection between online harassment, hate, and extremist violence. Within 180 days, this task force will present recommendations in each of these areas, including policies and programs for the government, as well as the private sector and civil society. At today's inaugural meeting, we'll hear from survivors, prosecutors, legal scholars, and victim advocates who will share their recommendations.
0: I actually think conservative women get it the worst, but because I've never, I don't know what they're talking about, but I haven't seen anything they're talking about. It's just all the same stuff. You know, it's just the same the same excuse to try to crack down on free speech but yet when it is a conservative that is affected then nobody cares it seems like if it's like libs of tiktok or something like that nobody cares mm-hmm. not at all welcome to the program it is friday Woo! we made it thank heavens it has been a week i'm dana lash it's going to be with you today uh and i hope that I sent you, there were a couple of things that we're going to get into Related to the Senate gun control package Because there was some stuff that happened last night But I don't want people to, I don't want you to be positive about it Because I don't think it's anything to be positive about To be honest I do think it's interesting We're going to jump into that uh, The latest The president gave an interview with AP And it was with the Associated Press It was horrible His first full interview in like four months and he's like, I'm not a wise guy, I promise. I'm not a wise guy. But you got wise guy policies, so, you know, so much for that. The, I read the transcript, I read some of the transcript. Actually, I read the transcript. I didn't watch the interview because I'd rather uh, drill a hole in my head. But he, it's just wild. And he gets into, gets into some of the energy. That, I mean, it's just a, it's just not, he was, and it was going along with some of his tweets last night, too. So he said last night, He decided to go after shipping, and he tweeted, The vast majority of global ocean shipping is controlled by nine major companies. Nine. During the pandemic, these carriers increased their prices as much as 1,000%. The Bipartisan Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2022 allows us to crack down on those excessive hikes. Yeah. So, that's really not how it happened, but I... Everything is is like it's big shipping, big meat, big oil. No, nothing is his. This man, nothing is his fault. Nothing. New USA Today poll out 47 percent of Americans don't believe that they blame him. This is another crazy poll. Forty seven percent, you know, the the absolute core of of conservatism, which is USA Today, ran this survey. Kane, you know they're so conservative, right? Oh, yeah. They're made of Reagan. Oh, sure. I mean all of the most conservative parts of Reagan. I mean they're they're, you know, they're so conservative. They said 47% of Americans it's bad. Independents, Hispanics, Black Americans, women. If he starts losing college educated women or college I look, college educated, I don't like to use the word educated with regards to college because I see a lot of stupid people coming out of college. People who go how about people who pay for college degrees? Let's just do that. No, it's true. I mean, it's it's absolutely true. All right, so this latest is just I saw this too. Let me bring this up. Because I have a bunch of different... I just have all these bad headlines about the economy. We all know it's bad. Do I need to drill it in? I mean, it's bad. The w- the When he was giving his interview to the Associated Press, because we were discussing yesterday all of the increases, because every month there's just a new uptick in, in increase of cost of whether it's gas or eggs or basic necessities to live. He said that the inflation, that the... Uh, he said that the idea that inflation was caused by his coronavirus relief bill is, and his word was, "quote bizarre." <sighs> yeah, that, but here's the thing, though. That's what he was warned to not do. The what that whole rescue plan that Joe Manchin tanked. All of this. This is. People are seeing what's happening. When you look back, what, five, let me pull this up, five, four or five months ago. So he had a 12 point. There was a a, there's been in the past barely four months, not even four months. There's been a, a about a 12 to 13 point shift in the direction of Biden's approval for the economy. Independents are starting to trend ever increasingly towards Republicans. Now, I haven't even now, I will say for this poll, I have not seen the cross tab data because USA Today did not link it in their original piece. But this goes along with what RCP had as their average and what 538 had as their average for Biden ranking way below coming in way below 40 percent for approval i mean this was they're at 39.8 rcp right now they're and this is the average of biden's approval with the latest survey they did include the usa today poll from 612 to 615 uh, and that has his approval at a flat 39 the other one before that the highest one that he has let me look was from june 10th to, to June 16th. And bizarrely, this is where it's weird. You want to hear how bizarre this is? That's Fox. They had him at 43. But still, it's a 14-point spread. The USA Today's Suffolk poll has the largest spread at 19. So there is nothing about this that is good. Nothing. But, you know, it's all uh, Putin's fault it's all putin's fault now here's a, a some theory that a fr- a theory that a friend of mine had because uh they sent me this politico piece it says back burner no more dims set mansion t- dim set mansion talks on party line bill to simmer and this is the build, build, build better. remember the build back better that keeps dying politico says build back better late than never they're putting a new spin on an old saying. I think that's actually real. And so this could be potentially one of the things that we could the the drama that we're seeing with all the talks on the Second Amendment, the gun control bill, that may be Democrats may be using a little using it a little bit as a distraction so that they can get reconciliation bill, their build back better whatever, so that they can get that passed. That's kind of interesting. So what politico says here in this piece, they say that Republicans, particularly with the gun debate taking up so much attention in DC, they're they're a little worried because they said that Democrats are using the debate on gun control as a distraction from their work to jam through a smaller version of build back better late than ever which also heralds another ominous sign for the GOP. Mansion-led bipartisan energy negotiations have ceased, leaving a party-line approach as the best option. Now Democrats insist they're not intentionally hiding the negotiations and they conceded that Washington's focus on guns does allow the reconciliation discussions to unfold with less scrutiny. Always, you always have to watch whatever the right hand does. You got to actually pay attention to the left. I mean, this is incredibly, well, I mean, it's to be expected. So this brings me to, let me get into this, because I have some economies, more economy stuff, and I have uh, a whole bunch of other bank news, Biden, all this. But I really, this is very intriguing. And I read this political piece actually just a little bit ago. Before coming on air. So last night it was reported that Cornyn walked out on the discussions for the gun control package. Reuters reported that he walked out of the talks yesterday and said, quote, it's fish or cut bait. He said hours of negotiations included fellow Senator Tom Tillis and Democrat senators Chris Murphy and Kirsten Cinema. Cornyn told Reuters, quote, I don't know what they have in mind, but I'm through talking. However, Tillis and Murphy later said the talks were close to reaching an agreement and added that the legislative text for a bill could emerge in coming days. Now, I told you yesterday that if they were going to get this on the floor and vote on it tomorrow, th- it needed to be on like two days ago. It needed to be, they needed to have this text done two days ago. They're, it's, they're trying to cram this through is what they're doing. Now, to this... Let me bring this up. So, uh, the uh, Republican Party of Texas, they're having their convention in Houston. And I had a friend that sent me this at like midnight last night. Let me pull this up. This is pretty something. I And then I uh, tweeted it, tweeted a couple of other pictures of it on, uh, actually just uh, early this morning. This is wild. So they had, you know, when you go into these conventions, you have the lanyards, and you get the free stuff, right? You know, well, the Cornyn people were handing out these Cornyn lanyards. And they have the, you know, the red ribbon with Senator John Cornyn. And it has a little elephant with the Texas state, shaved the Texas state on it. And everyone started throwing them in the trash. And when I say everyone, I mean thousands of people. I had people, I got so mad because I had another friend that literally texted me at 145 this morning. Yeah. They were throwing them away, not even on the convention floor. I was like, how are you awake? I know that you were, I know what time you were up. How are you awake? People are done. It's to the point where Axios is writing about it. So I'm laying all this stuff on the table to, this is what I'm looking at. Don't, I don't want you to get excited about corner walking out on these talks. I think this is just the takeaway. You know how you go and do like a high-pressure sales thing and they're like, oh, you don't want it? Okay, all right, well, uh, all right, maybe maybe this is not for you. Okay, then they push back from the table and get up and walk away. It's a takeaway. It's a tactic to pressure you into making a decision. I think he's using this just as a way to settle some of the language in the legislative text. So I don't think anybody needs to get excited about it. I mean, I'm not being cynical. That's just the nature of the game. That's what they're doing. Sadly, I got to refer to it that way, but that's what it is. It's just I think he's just trying to force the hand uh, of the others on language because the fact that red flags are even being debated and defended by saying that it's through the states and not federalized, which is just semantics, is wild. They're talking about the boyfriend loophole. Let me clue you in on this. The boyfriend loophole was covered by Lautenberg. And that's part of that. I mean, that's been established for a while. It prohibits domestic abusers from purchase or carry. The point for the Democrats push is that they are working to redefine dating partner as it is uh, said in as it's defined in legislation to include everybody, regardless of whether or not the relationship is romantic or sexual. That is too wide And so that's the point of this. And they're trying to pressure Republicans by acting like you don't care about battered women. Good grief. Well, Democrats are the ones that want to disarm them, like Carol Brown in New Jersey. All right, so I have a lot more, including some other stuff on this, too, because I have some insight into what looks like it's going to make it into the the legislation and what doesn't. So I'm going to get you up to speed on that. Additionally, we've got some... I don't know. Is this like the week of stupid Biden orders? I don't know, because I got like three to discuss with you. We'll discuss this. And we fought a war to not care about what the glorified welfare recipients say in Britain. You know, the people that they call the quote unquote monarchy. So I have no idea why the older heir is saying something about January 6th. We're going to get into all that and more. You don't want to miss a bit of today's Friday show. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust. American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: This sounds like it's from Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. A driver pounds down pot gummies and then falls asleep on the freeway to the horror of his 30-plus passengers. Oh, my gosh. So a man, uh, uh, Huan Chen, was driving along at Interstate 95 in Stratford. He had to stop and sleep right there. He pulled over, entered an emergency lane slumber. A state trooper was dispatched. He was, yeah, he was literally under, they said he had ridiculously high levels of THC. So thankfully no one was hurt, but you can't do that stuff. I have a more thing. Sorry I went long. Stay with us for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee.
3: Did a bad accounting rule lead to the 2008 financial crisis? I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, I'll tackle that question. I'll also share my insights from decades in the private equity world and explain what it takes to be successful. Join John Tamney of Real Clear Markets and me as we break down the memoir of Blackstone Stephen Schwarzman. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. red meat black coffee truth telling the dana show and by the way my sympathies to your the family of your f uh, uh their, your cfo who uh un, dropped dead very unexpectedly my best to their family it's tough stuff
0: much poetic president joe biden that has to be probably one of my favorites his sound bites there he's just He's got a way with words, Kane. Oh, he sure does. Just, he really does. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, you can find the newsletter over on Substack, chapter and verse. <laughs> he just dropped, I mean, I would have talked to you beforehand, but he hadn't dropped dead yet. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> there's just better ways, you know what I mean? There's just some better ways to do it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. There's just some, there's some better ways to, to say that stuff. So he was, uh, that was, he, that we, he actually was speaking yesterday on this. That, that came after, because that came after radio. I would have definitely played it had I found it, had we found it before then. He was talking about, what is it, the CEO of Joey and Fabrics? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. The, C, the CEO of Joey and Fabrics. And just dropped dead. That's just tough stuff, man. They were doing the uh, small. They they were, they'd visited uh, as part of his. He was speaking to to business owners. I just can't get around. I just think it's just just, that's just. Can you imagine if Trump had said so? And I say this, I know I'm. I don't want to play this game, but can you imagine if Trump had gone out there and said, "My sympathies to the family of uh, your uh, CFO who dropped dead very unexpectedly." Can you imagine? They would not let it go. Golly, he tweeted "kofefe" and they just lost their minds. Right. J- Jesus is kidding. Uh, much poetic, though, I tell you. Much poetic. All right, so this, we were getting into some of the, uh, we're, we're talking about his uh, demand for the, shib- the shipping. Company. This came after, he was talking about uh, uh, forcing the nine shipping companies that he says control the world. He's going to do his, what is it, some whatever BS Oceans Act. This is after the order came out that he wants to m- demand that everybody make their furnace uh, green friendly or something. I don't even, That just, and then that was after the alphabet people executive order, right? So he's been a little busy signing stuff and, and, promoting this stuff he was asked yesterday about hunter biden because it came out and i want to get into the ashley biden thing too i meant to do that yesterday the lady that's getting sued uh by ash the uh, because she had ashley biden's diary she was the one who first came across it so hunter biden was asked by a reporter about why aren't you taking questions from the press and he was asked about Hunter Biden, Charlie Spearing says that he was allowed to the White House staff allowed Biden to wander around the room talking to people for about 20 minutes after signing the Ocean Shipping Reform Act. And he just stared at the press when they asked him a question like they would literally ask him a question and they he just stared at them like a fruitcake. It's weird. (laughs) He just I wish I could somehow for the people listening and not watching the simulcast on the first I wish that I could just port that into your ears. Oh, well, we do mind. have the
2: audio up. But it. he
0: just blinked. Yeah, play the audio. It's just weird. Like the look on his face. He just kind of stared at him. It was weird. Was he like trying to challenge them or be intimidating? I couldn't figure it out.
2: There's some violin music playing, <laughs> by the way.
0: So ignore the violin just, music. It was just crickets, it's usually.
2: It's kind of funny. Let's in the conversation
1: with Russian oligarch Elena Baturina, who did business with your son.
0: He's just staring at him. He's
1: just staring at him. It's making- so
0: weird.
2: Listen to this.
3: What are you afraid
4: of?
2: What are you afraid of?
0: What are you afraid? And he just stares. Stares. Can he, is he having a moment? Like, what's happening? God. He looks... I don't know if he looks confused or just befuddled or which is like slight like confused as to why they're asking, not why he's there. I don't know. But he just he had this weird expression on his face. It's weird. But that was so no questions. OK, so I got to talk about I, I didn't get into the Ashley Biden diary thing. And I really wanted to because this is wild. This woman. And this is still ongoing. This, this woman, her name's Amy Harris. So everybody always was wondering why, how did the, how did Project Veritas get a hold of that, her diary? First off, why is it, she's my age, isn't she? Ashley Biden's like my age. Or right around it. Why are you keeping a diary anyway? That's just, you know, are you Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City? Because that was weird enough. At least she turned it into a column. So Ashley Biden's diary, somehow we all wondered how it got into the hands of Project Veritas and Project Veritas. And we talked to James O'Keefe about this at the time. They immediately had reached out to a lawyer because they knew they're just anticipating all hell was going to break loose, which they were correct. And they were told initially that it's not. It was not her diary. And then they got raided, which kind of made it. Yeah, that it is her diary. And now there's like legal action against them. And now they're going after the woman who she sold Bashley Biden's diary for $40,000. She was the one who came across it in a halfway house at Palm Beach. So remember during the campaign, everyone was like, well, where's his daughter? And they were saying, oh, she's she works in nonprofit. She's super successful. And she works in a nonprofit. And that's why she can't be here. Well, apparently she was at a halfway house in Palm Beach. And when Amy Harris moved in there, she found it uh, like in a mattress. And the contents are weird. So Amy Harris was fresh out of rehab. She moves in, finds this this diary in a mattress. And there's all kinds of stuff in there. And we assume that it's Ashley Biden's diary because the FBI raided Project Veritas for it and took it after, of course, they got everything out of it, but took it. And now there's all this legal action against them. Totally her diary. They said that Biden, Ashley Biden, wrote that she was, quote, hypersexualized at a young age. It details her chronic drug abuse, uh, her affairs outside of her marriage, her finances were down to the wire, and how... She was apparently doing drugs on the campaign trail, and there was one part where she had, like, she said that she was hypersexualized at a young age, and that uh, she said that showering with her dad probably wasn't a good idea. Uh, you think? What? I'm. That's weird. That's what was in the, That's what was written in the diary. She wrote verbatim. Quote. Hypersexualized at a young age. I remember somewhat being sexualized with a family member. It just has brackets. So they, they took the name out. Uh, and she said uh, she was promiscuous at a young age and then wrote, quote, showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. And it would just, I, what? And she would write about how she's relapsed and all this other stuff. What is wrong with these? Yeah, probably not a good idea. Like, how old was this? Like, what are, what? What is wrong? Like, his kids, I mean, I don't really know a lot about his oldest, but something's wrong with the parenting when both of your kid, two of your kids end up like this. But they said that she couldn't come and do any campaign stuff because she was a very successful, uh, uh, running a very, working with a very successful nonprofit. Well, apparently it was our halfway house. So she was in a halfway house in Palm Beach. And so now they're going after this, this woman who came across this diary. New York Times was the first to report that there was a a DOJ probe over the diary and the DOJ in November of 2021 finally confirmed that the diary was authentic. Wow. And they said that, oh, well, her items, a Biden family representative told the New York Times that the diary and other things that belonged to Ashley were stolen in a burglary. But. Someone with someone in the investigation told the press that, well, Amy Harris isn't being investigated for burglary. I, so now the the feds aren't saying that it was illegal to find the diary and they're not saying that she stole anything, but they're saying that her the selling of someone else's property could be considered a crime. And the fact that Ashley, this is what the source told The New York Times, and the fact that Ashley Biden is the president's daughter kicks it to a different legal level. No, it doesn't. She's a dr- promiscuous drug addict who left her diary in a halfway house and someone else finds it and sells it. That's Ashley Biden's problem. That's nobody else's problem. The fact that you have Joe Biden using the authority of the federal government to do what he apparently failed to do as a parent, that's, that's, not, that's not anyone else's problem but theirs. And now they're going after everybody that had anything to do with it. Jeez. Yeah, how... I mean... If this had been, yeah, and again, not to, I don't, like I said, I don't want to play this game, but I'm showing you the love difference in treatment. Imagine if Ivanka Trump had done this. There was a story I remember when Trump was first starting to run and it had to do with uh, Ivanka Trump and her family. They were all on a skiing trip and she apparently snuck out one evening at like 10, 11 o'clock to go meet. uh, She was a teenager to go and meet up with uh, the, a teenage boy at the resort And apparently Donald Trump hit the roof And she came back <laughs> Or she was brought back It was not happening And I remember the press you Google it because the press had a field day with that They tried to portray her as like some whore Read that she was like 16 17 at the time oh, yeah. and, she, and she The only reason anybody knew about it is because She had talked about it because she was talking about her, how, how her dad was strict And they made her look like she was this harlot. And apparently she wasn't even gone like an hour and they brought her back. I mean, it was something something that you've heard so many times from about so many kids. And they really were like, oh, his Donald Trump's daughter gone wild. No, this Ashley Biden is a daughter gone wild. What is the and also I got to ask this, too. What is this whole obsession With infantilizing the Biden kids Ashley Biden is my age I am not a baby I mean I am a a grown ass Gen X woman I am not a baby They act like Hunter Biden Who is in his mid 50s Is an infant They act like Ashley Biden Is some little princess toddler They're completely Apart from any consequences Of their own actions Doing drugs, spending out of control, illicit, you know, promiscuous behavior, reckless behavior, dangerous behavior. Their dad was a senator, now president of the United States. Hell, he was running for office and she was doped up. Look, what in the world? But oh my gosh, Ivanka Trump at a ski resort was able to slip past Donald Trump's attention for five seconds and oh, the world comes apart. He apparently was super strict. I know people give him, you know, crap about his marriages and all that. But I'm going to tell you one thing that you can't say is that his kids are out there partying. He's not a drinker either. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. And apparently the times that any time that if they would have red wine, he would have grape juice. That's what I was told by his uh, his former right hand man. So they're just, you know, disciplined. This is crazy, though. I'm just shocked that, I mean, as a parent, too, to let your kids get to this point, especially when you are in office. I mean, there were two parents there. So it's not just on him. Where's Jill? Everyone sits here and celebrates, you know, the Jill Biden. Everyone celebrates her. They talk like she's the best mom ever. Yet the moms who speak up at school board meetings are domestic terrorists. But you know what? The moms that speak up at school board meetings, their kids aren't doing this. We have more to get into, including the ongoing firebombings of pregnancy crisis centers. Now, here's something to consider, too. I just told you about the parents and the school boards. You saw how quickly Merrick Garland had uh, police, how quickly they actually responded to all of that. But yet, there's been no action on his part with regards to these pro-life. These these they're just they're, they're just pregnancy crisis centers. They help women who are pregnant. They've been firebombed. There's over 20 of them now. We're gonna discuss this. Also, Buzz Lightyear. A lot of controversy around this movie. I just don't like Chris Evans. I think he's a douche, doucher. I forgive my Portuguese, but it's true. And I'm not gonna. I'm not Big Bird. This is not Sesame Street or Dora the Explorer he is all right so let's get moving
2: a texas congressional race is further evidence of a massive shift of latino voters to the republicans there's a surge of black americans buying guns to protect themselves as crime rates soar and border patrol agents will be punished for a whipping incident that never even happened i'm greg Columbus join jim garrity of national review and me each weekday for the three martini lunch podcast we'll give you the good bad and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
2: Well, my, my, my political views, I think, are uh, moderate. I'm in favor of, uh, of, of moderate politics. Um, but, but in, uh, you know, allowing people who have, like, uh, you know, relatively extreme views to um you know, to express those views within, within the bounds of the law you know it's, it's free speech within within the context of the law so it's not, i'm not definitely not suggesting that we you know um just flout the law because we'll get, we'll get shut down in that case um and and i think there's also um this freedom of speech and freedom of reach. So I think people should be allowed to say, you know, pretty outrageous things that are within the bounds of the law. But but then they don't, you know, it doesn't get amplified. It doesn't get, you know, a, a ton of reach. Um, and and um, I think an important goal for Twitter it would be to try to include as, as much of the country, as much of the world as possible. So the things that I've said about Twitter, I think, are, need to happen um, in order for hmm. it to be... Um, Moderate politics. Uh, you, you know, to...
0: Really you know, he said trouble. he's gonna—he's leaning towards Ron DeSantis in 2024. That's what he was asking. He said that that was Elon Musk. So that he got—he uh, SpaceX apparently went and fired a bunch of uh, employees that were talking smack about the boss all over social media, and they—they they wrote an open letter complaining about Elon Musk. They were criticizing his tweets, and so they fired them. Yeah. Look, you have free speech, but free speech doesn't mean that your boss and your the company for whom you work has to. Uh, Endure or deal with you talking smack and diminishing not just your boss, but also undermining and diminishing the company for whom you work. And that's understood when you sign your employment agreement, too, by the way.
2: Not free from consequences.
0: Exactly. Oh, you can say it, but there's a price. All right, we got, they said SpaceX is no a-hole policy. We have that policy here on the air about people. All right, we got more to come. Second hour on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of The Dana Show after this. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com.
1: The first one on the online policy task force that the vice president's leading, that's getting kicked off today. Um, On a background call last night, we were told that it's going to be different from the disinformation governance board um, in that it's going to focus on illegal conduct online. But the memo creating it was a little bit broader and uh, mentioned, and I'm quoting from the document, uh, quote, online harassment, abuse and disinformation campaigns targeting women and LGBTQI plus individuals who are public and political figures. can you clear up the disinformation charge? So,
4: I would need to uh, talk to her team. I was not on the background call, uh, so that specific um, uh, language that you're you're providing to me, I would just have to check in with her. I would also encourage you to check to check as well with her her team. Um, I can't say more because I, I wasn't on the background. So that's
0: Corinne Jean Pierre, who was being asked yesterday about that, the disinformation task force. Well, they call it's the disinformation governance board. And Kamala Harris announced it uh, yesterday. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Second hour of the show this Friday. And I told you they were going to get their truth squad regardless. Whether it was going to... what's I can't even remember that chick's name. She was the girl, the woman who loved musicals way too much.
2: You're talking about Lorenz? Taylor Lorenz?
0: No, no. Not the horrible, ridiculous like 50-year-old um, uh, WAPO reporter. What? Who is it? The... Uh, I don't know. Don't tell me your name. I don't care. Yes, she was the one who had like crazy eyes and loved musicals to a worrying degree. Yeah, she uh, yeah, she was the uh, uh, truth czar whatever. She worked with, already worked in the administration with disinformation, which I didn't even know we had somebody doing that. <laughs> well, don't you love how we don't even know who the hell we're paying with our tax dollars? So this, they were going to get it. So they were going to get their their disinfo team one way or the other. So it's big sis too. Developing programs and policies to protect political figures and journalists from disinformation, abuse, and harassment. You mean at the hands of your administration? Because that's what you do. We don't need anything like this. It's it's absolutely not. This is so dumb. Quote, online abuse and harassment, which aim to preclude women from political decision making about their own lives and communities, undermine the functioning of democracy. End quote. No, it doesn't as someone who's gotten more abuse than others, actually any conservative woman, I think has gotten more abuse than others. No, it doesn't. And I actually, because I I enjoy, uh, I am just naturally confrontational. And that I really work very hard at reining it in. And I have, everybody has a thing, right? Some people are welcome that. Some are not. And so this thought that, Any kind of criticism because that's how Usually it they mean it It's any kind of dissent Any kind of disagreement Any kind of criticism is usually Spun And reclassified as Harassment or online abuse Or hate but have you seen This just as an example This just the most recent popping up In my mind libs of tiktok for instance So the stuff that She gets she actually Had to Uh, relocate temporarily because the hate was so bad. And yet Twitter has said half of the things that she's reported, which are legitimate threats, don't violate their terms of service. Notice how this is always, this, this is only about their friends. This is about stamping out dissent. Because the internet is very difficult to manage. That's what this is about. Nothing more. But they don't say anything where it's disinformation that's actually very serious. So I saw this this morning and this gets into the heart of that. What I that's that what I just said disinformation. I don't follow. I don't I didn't follow the uh, Royal Jubilee or any of that because I am not British. I think it's great if people want to celebrate stuff whatever. But we're coming up on the anniversary coming up on celebrating independence day independence day which was purchased in blood by colonists who had weapons of war and here you have prince william who weighed into u.s politics and sent a letter to the girlfriend of Capitol riot cop brian sicknick didn't they just go after his brother for this? His the spare, the ginger spare, and his suitcase game show girlfriend. Yeah. Didn't they just go after? I think that they're all just. I kind of think they're all the same, and they just fight for power. And one just is is more publicly annoying than the other. So uh, William wrote a letter to Sandra Garza, Brian Sicknick's girlfriend, and he offered his condolences and praised him for upholding democracy. It reads, quote, Please forgive me if I'm intruding, but I wanted to write and let you know how sorry I am about the death of your partner, Brian. Having recently watched documentary footage of the harrowing events that took place at the Capitol building, I wanted to acknowledge the patriotism and selflessness of Brian. By all accounts, Brian performed valiantly whilst on duty and despite suffering injuries continued to do his utmost to protect those inside. I was terribly saddened to hear that he passed away the following day and I hope you can take some comfort from knowing that that it is thanks to law enforcement officers like Brian that the situation did not escalate further and democracy was upheld. I know that words cannot hope to provide comfort to you at this dreadful time but I wanted to let you know that you and Brian's family are very much in my thoughts. He signed his name and had dear dear Sandra and then. So did he? i just I don't think he sent a, anything to Ashley Babbitt's family. Now I will say that when you know you're there and you're with and I don't there I don't know if there was any proof that Ashley Babbitt ever I never saw any proof that she was causing destruction. I know apparently some of the people that were around her were. But, and I and as I've said on air, and I'm consistent with that. I don't support vandalism. Is not free speech, and I own that. My tax dollars pay for that building, as all yours do. You're destroying my crap, and I got problems with that. But this idea, this narrative, that Brian Sicknick was killed in the riot, is irresponsible and and is malicious. So the circumstances of his death he's 42 years old he had two strokes and according to the Washington DC chief medical examiner via the Washington Post he died of natural causes that this whole fire extinguisher thing was was fabricated and the New York Times pushed that they reported on January 8th that oh he died because of a blunt force blow to the head from writers with a fire extinguisher Democrats cited that in impeachment proceedings, and it was proven that that did not know they actually had it in their pretrial memo. But investigators and CNN, to their credit on this one instance, actually reported this, said that they don't know why he collapsed the night of the riots, but they failed to find signs that he, quote, sustained any blunt force trauma at all, let alone by a fire extinguisher. Now, the other narrative was that he was suffering a delayed reaction from a chemical irritant that the crowd had dispersed. But that was also uh, disputed by the D.C. District Medical Examiner Francisco Diaz. He said there was no evidence that he died at all from an allergic reaction to any irritant, such as bear spray or pepper spray. Quote, There was no evidence of internal or external injuries, end quote. This is a lefty medical examiner in one of the most far left town cities in America. There is zero evidence at all whatsoever. And here you have a dude who's going to be king of England one day who is interfering in american politics i mean again just to reiterate history shows what happens when kings interfere in american politics this is and you know what the other thing because i know that there's so I, i sent this to a girlfriend of mine and every and she writes editorial she's she's has her own politics, but she's not politically public. She's like very much into pop culture. And she writes for a couple of, um, pop culture, uh, publications. I sent this to her and she was just like, Oh my gosh, because the whole thing apparently, which I've not followed. And she, I, I was like, well, isn't that what, like people were getting onto his younger brother for doing. And she said that all these people in the United States and the UK have been following this whole, They called it Megxit or whatever when Harry, I don't care about any of this, but I'm just, I just think it's interesting that they, they left and they were, which they are, they're super ridiculously annoyingly woke, scold left. And everyone was lifting up uh, his brother, his older brother, William, as being the sensible one, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this doesn't look sensible to me to get involved like this and write a letter knowing that it's the internet age and nothing like this is ever going to be quietly done. Jeez, so dumb. Didn't they have a family member who just got busted for trying to sell access to Russian oligarchs to undercover reporters? The whole Michael of Kent guy? Hmm. Anyway, just had to put that out there. Yeah, that, that was all the whole thing. And I mean, I'm just I'm literally quoting. And, you know, this Kane just once again. This is from another uh, longtime conservative entity. The Washington Post, as you know. That had reported this. So conservative. Now, I hope that people are smart enough. I know my, I know our daily listeners are. I know the people in the chat are. They're, everybody's smart enough to realize there's a huge difference in, we don't tolerate vandalism and violence. And this is an absolute lie about Sicknick, which is being pushed. Complete and total lie. Do you think that, that, uh, what's this, the uh, Chrome Dome over there in England, William, do you think that he sent... A letter to uh, Officer Dorn's family when he was killed? Do you think, right, there's another officer, when David Dorn was killed by rioters in St. Louis, do you think Williams sent him a letter? Nope. Do you think that Williams sent a letter to uh, Deputy Glenn Hillard? Of uh, he, he was actually killed on June 12th, shot and killed while attempting to arrest a suspect with multiple felony warrants, 16-year veteran. Wow. Horrible. No, he didn't get, they didn't get any letters. No letters for them. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center Cut ribeyes with my code DANA. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit goodrancherscom Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit goodrancherscom Dana and use code DANA. That's goodrancherscom Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Now, this is an interesting turn of events. China has vowed to support, at least this is Daily Mail, and not just Daily Mail, also a John's France press. China has vowed to support Putin on Russia's sovereignty and security, and they say the two countries are going to step up economic ties as the United States warns Beijing risks ending up on the wrong side of history. Now, Xi Jinping has not condemned Moscow's military assault on Ukraine, but he has also not they've also not supplied them with weapons. And they also would not uh, they've been dealing with crude uh, and and that with with Russia. But and they also didn't go to that uh, for the first time ever, the little military thing that they have in Red Square every year. But they're kind of walking. They're hedging their bets. They they're kind of in and kind of out. They're waiting and seeing and watching and seeing what happens. Uh, but it's very interesting, though. Always keep an eye on that. Uh, they're frenemies, though. Remember, always frenemies. Uh, let's see. The ooh, this I did not know this. Did you know that when the U.S. goes and seizes the Russian super yachts from these oligarchs, and not, it, that the United States has to pay for them? And the reason that we know this, and this is MSN. Biden's National Security Advisor said it on a mic so they've been cracking down on these oligarchs and their at and their assets and there's been all these seizures of super luxurious yachts and from ports all around the world the united states is on the hook the taxpayer for the upkeep of these vessels do you know how i see this headline kane uh, when do we get to go on our yacht yeah that's how i see this yeah. when do i get to hit my yacht i'm just wondering steve you got a yacht let's go on a yacht come on it's, hey! Look, it's now it's yacht rock time. Stick with us. More of the Dana show back after this
3: When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show
1: companies to do. Why not do. drill more here
3: in the U.S. though?
4: <laughs> we, because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is with the oil that's out there, we need the, to, them to refine that oil so that so that prices, so that the capacity could go up and then prices it would go down, okay, inherently yeah. go down. And,
2: and so, I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table?
4: No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change and, and uh, and so proposal. is that, the, is that so priority, here,
3: climate change I, I, over gas.
4: Prices. No, that's not what we're saying. We're what saying we're saying that Pre- we're saying. saying the I'm answering. I'm, years answering years the I'm answering the question. Is his
2: priority lowering gas prices or is it addressing climate
4: change? First of all, we it's you can do both at the same time.
0: Um, what, man, that was Corinne Jean Pierre. It's just it's bad. I mean, she's like, well, why? Not? We, you know, we don't need to drill more here in the U.S. What we need to do is with the oil that's out there, like the oil, we need them to refine the oil. Uh, okay, well, here's the problem. First off, welcome back to the program. Middle of our second hour. Dana Lash here with you. The problem with what she said here, though, is that the ref- the Biden and not just Biden, but Obama, too, have led a war on refineries. In the United States. Do you remember the audio sound that audio soundbite that we played from the CEO of Chevron earlier this week where he's like, there's not going to be any new refineries built in the United States. This is the nature, the way everything is. They have not invested in United States refineries. They haven't expanded them. And what they have done is they want to restrict them further and regulate them to death. So that's the, the problem. That's you can't have it both ways and the u.s refineries are operating at full capacity it's like ni- between 94 97 and percent and in 2020 there were you had exxon that lost 20 billion uh they had to get uh they paid 41 billion in taxes in 21 so for everybody who sits here and talks about oh they don't pay their taxes they paid 41 billion dollars in taxes there's a lot of discussion as to whether or not they should they th- they should scrap it's called the Jones Act and so the Jones Act came about it was passed in 1920 and it mandates that ships that are transporting goods between ports here in the United States that they have to be 75% US owned crewed flagged etc they also they have um a whole bunch of things that hit the energy sector. Now, some people are saying that calling for the Jones Act to be repealed would be helpful. I mean, I... Your guess, Kane.
2: (laughs) I'm just... I'm tired of the talking out of the both faces thing because if you remember... Both faces? Or both sides of his face because he is two-faced so it's both faces. Okay, that makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: But... On when he, remember when he went on who was he on Kimmel just recently and he was talking about oil companies and he's like oh, everybody says Biden won't let them drill but they're just not drilling they're not doing it so now here we have Corinne Jean Pierre saying oh it's not about we want them to drill we want them to refine more and it's like wait a minute. How are you getting away with that, knowing that those 9,000 leases you keep saying are tied up with either EPA or regulations? Well, even
0: with that, I mean, so, yes, that's true. But even if they did more, the refineries can't take it because they're already operating at maximum capacity. capacity, And that's because the administration won't expand them. They've been waging war on refineries for 15, 20 years now.
2: So on one hand they're saying it's about them not drilling and now it's the on the other hand they're saying it's they're not refining.
0: Exactly. It's, and and look at both of those things. Those the regulations from the administration. And this and it's not just Biden it goes back to Obama. He really kicked this off. There's been no investment in expansion of refineries. There's none of that. And that's the that's the problem. There's this piece. Hang on, I got this saved. There's a so this was from uh actually just the other day. Massive fuel exports hinder US efforts to build supplies at home. And it gets into the refineries and they have all this these oil analytics and all this stuff. But the basic the basic point of it is they're saying that the nation's fuel makers are running close to capacity this is from the piece and have very little room to raise production now what they're saying is we either need a redirection of exports or prices have to rise enough for significant demand destruction now think of this refinement they they were saying refinement of gasoline is below the same so oil production is higher now than it was in 2019 but gas Gasoline refinement of gasoline is below that of that period, and that's the lost demand during the the pandemic. And they shut down some 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 refineries during that lockdown time because nobody's going anywhere. Supply and demand. So it is, and I have another thing. I don't know if it's. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into this. It's so it's the drilling restrictions and the restrictions on refineries as well, because you and and it and it has to be you have to be able if you're tapping a well and if you're doing all of this stuff you have to a be able to to run and, and administer it, and pay the people that are running and administering it and the point that was made yesterday that Phil kirpin made a lot of the people that are doing the drilling these are independent contractors that were really really hit hard with a lot of these new restrictions from this administration so there's a lot of stuff that goes there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and it's just Wild they're they're trying to play on people not knowing all of the little details so that they can lie to you government is so big and and they're doing so many things that they can't keep you it's impossible for you to keep track as a steward of our rights and our resources and that's what we as as citizens and taxpayers are. We are so sub- we're not just partners with the government, but they're supposed to represent us and they have grown themselves and abused their authority so much. We can't even keep track of every little every little re- thing that every EO that passes everything that, that he signs every little thing that passes. And that's on purpose. It's it's chaos to distract you. It's like their version of it's like a uh, rhetorical uh, suppressive fire. I mean, so the pro- the problem is twofold and they could they could stop both things. That's what just gets me. They could immediately. And I know. But the thing is, I know it's going to take a little bit for the refineries. If they were going to invest now and start expanding that, that's not going to be a switch that you flip. I do agree with that. But that's also their problem because they've been fighting it for 20 years. Restricting expansion capacity. But when you have refineries going at full power right now, I mean, and then and then they're going to blame these companies. For. They put them in that position. It's been impossible. to they, they, The restrictions from under Obama, Biden, and now Biden and Harris have made it difficult even for upgrades on a lot of these refineries. I mean, we have like, what, six of them now that are shut down? It's just, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Don't you think if they, I'm curious as to whether or not the mandate on biofuels Remember, he just came out with an ethanol thing earlier this month. If that, if they could refine more, if they didn't have to deal with that. I'm I'm not quite sure exactly how that, what that process entails, but I'm just, you know, just thinking out loud. I mean, it's just, this is just, it's asinine. Asinine. But, you know, we also, this is the guy who just was, you know, talking to the Julian Fabrics people and was like, sorry, your guy dropped dead. So much poetic here. All right. A couple of other things. So it looks like I told you earlier, the gun control package in the Senate, there are some sticking points. And I said, don't get excited about. The about Cornyn walking away just yet. Because he apparently walked away from the discussions and it seems like that's kind of a takeaway, like he's doing the whole sales takeaway to try to push them on different Different uh, pieces of language. And he's been the lead negotiator. He's always kind of been McConnell's go to guy on guns. And if the Senate gets, if McConnell retires in the Senate ever and Republicans get a majority in the Senate, Cornyn would love to at one point be in McConnell's position. And so the problem, they came up with problems on obviously, besides the obvious due process, diminishment, and removal entirely with the red flag law. And it's just semantics for them to say that it's not going to be federalized. It's going to be a state-by-state state adoption. That's semantics. It's a, essentially, it's a nationalization of it because you're involving federal funds. I mean, they do that as a sidestep from, like I said the other day, the Prince v. United States. And that's back in the 90s when the federal government was trying to get states to run federal background checks without giving them the resources or the people to administer them. And the states sued. And that's how uh, we ended up. I had a debate about that with George Stephanopoulos. Uh, because it was a it violated 10th amendment uh and we it was on abc it was after parkland because uh stephanopoulos was trying to argue that uh the uh, some gun rights groups that had filed amicus briefs in prince v united states were did that they actually didn't support uh and back whether or not you support a background check again just a caveat is entirely separate The the whole system and it's constitutionality and whether it's functional is a separate discussion from this but the fact was that it wasn't because gun rights certain gun rights groups opposed background checks it was because you can't have a federal program and that is uh, that the federal government mandates for the states and demands this they demand that the states do this and also that the states with their taxpayers fund it and administer it that's a violation of the 10th amendment that's what prince v us was about and i had a debate with stephanopoulos on that so the whole, the whole thing with the... Well, it's not a federalized red flag program. They're sidestepping that by offering the in, by, with the incentive. And it is an incentive. I know Cornyn was trying to kept telling me that it wasn't... You can say that it's not, but it is. Because you're incentivizing... And if I had more time, I would have probably argued with him a little bit more. But we had literally 15 minutes for a multitude of things. Which is why maybe sometime this fall, we'll have a long form with podcasts. But I digress. The whole thing with... The states As opposed to federal you're still using Federal funds it's semantics To say that it is not a federalized Program because it essentially is If you're using federal funds I mean That's just I'm being very simplistic about It but I think you should be Now the other thing that they were hung up on and we were Just talking about this is the boy the, the red Flag and then the boyfriend loophole as well It seems to me that There's less dissent About the juvenile records it, it, because it, it, I, I'm getting the sense that they're trying to figure out how narrowly to write that. So if you have and, and Cornyn said that it would be limited to violent criminal uh, felonies. If you know you're 16 and 17 years old and you're already committing violent criminal felonies, there needs to be some sort of establishment is what is what their position is. And it seems as though they were trying to figure out how narrowly to write that. Now, what's funny, let me pull this up, is that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I can't believe, I mean, she actually said something that didn't sound stupid. Totally. She, She realizes that gun control is rooted in racism. But this is what she said. She actually went out and said that by including the juvenile records thing, to include juvenile records in the Senate gun bill might be racist. She actually was saying that. She said she and she told this. uh, I can't remember who this guy is and I don't care. He's I think he's with uh, CNN. She was saying that she was worried about the criminalization and the gun framework, quote, particularly the juvenile criminalization, the expansion of background checks into juvenile records, the implications of that and how it's designed and tailored. That's actually an interesting point. This may be the first sensible thing that she's ever said in her life. And she asked, he asked about the mental, this reporter asked about the mental health aspects and she said, uh, she said, yeah. And then she got stupid again. So but the point with the records, it's very interesting because she says that it's that it might be racist because her point gets into, I guess she's, you know, looking the different types of crime. I think there's certain types of crime that happen with some more with some groups, less with some. But then there's other types of crime that happen more with other groups and less with some others. I evil doesn't is really faceless and raceless. Um, it, it just, I think there's, there's a lot that goes into this, but her point is very interesting because if she's questioning how narrowly that's going to be defined, there's going to be an objection that I'm sure some of these, like the Chris Murphy's, et cetera, they're kind of getting hit a little bit with the more far left that are worried about the juvenile background checks, you know, with this from a different reason for a different reason. It's just there's, they're, they're having difficulty. I think that, the boyfriend loophole and the red flag thing, how that's going to be worded, that's the big thing. And, I mean, why do law-abiding gun owners always have to be the ones to compromise? Exactly. Why? More on this coming up because we have a whole other hour ahead.
3: The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game changing Caltech innovation, like the P 50, a new breed of pistol, innovation, performance, Caltech.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man.
0: My dream is for Ron DeSantis to do a campaign event and walk out on stage to the opening opening bars of ram jams black betty it's such a great i mean it's so iconic all right florida man governor ron DeSantis announced on thursday so they're having a major burmese python hunt in the florida everglades slated for august why is this not a movie or a reality show because it's going to be amazing and also slightly terrifying So he announced it's an annual prize-winning hunt for the invasive Burmese pythons in the Everglades. It's going to start August fifth. They, I mean, they are they're overpopulated, and it's actually a threat to the entire ecosystem in the Everglades because they're not. It's an invasive species. They're not obviously, and you know that's not their. uh, They're not from the Everglades. They said that uh, the last year's Python Challenge involved more than six hundred people from twenty five states, and it took DeSantis and three other people to hold a live. 10 foot female python they have no natural natural enemies in the everglades and they have decimated and de- like decimated and utterly destroyed other populations of mammals birds and reptiles hey. so they said prizes include 2500 for the most pythons captured 1500 for the longest python and last year's first prize winner had 223 pythons and the biggest was more than 15 feet long They have to kill them humanely, so it has to be an ethical kill, obviously, which, you know, nobody's going to torture a python out there in the Everglades. They want to get business done and get out, but that's pretty cool. All right, last hour of the week on the way. Stick with us. we got a lot still. Pete Buttigieg's day job. That's another fun thing to talk about. Stay with us.
1: I'm a very Catholic person. And I believe in every woman's right to make her own decisions.
0: That's Nancy Pelosi. She was, but she disagrees. She even disagrees with the Pope on uh, voluntary, like choosing abortion as uh, birth control, which is the majority of the time. That's usually. That's according to their own in, their own numbers from Planned Parenthood. That's what it is. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash. Here with you. I I play that because there have been over twenty. Uh, pregnancy crisis centers bombed the free beacon had a very interesting piece on this the justice department who investigates attacks on uh reproductive health care facilities has always been a huge critic they say of the pro the, the crisis pregnancy centers and those are the facilities that help women who are pregnant and they are in need of resources, support, whatever. And they have been vandalized and firebombed by abortion activists over and supporters over the past like month. The civil rights division chief writes the free beacon, Kristen Clark criticized the centers following a Supreme court decision issued in their favor in 2018. They counsel women on abortion, uh, she said that they are harmful. She, she said they're predatory against women of color, which is w- a wild accusation to make considering the origin of Planned Parenthood, the communities in which Planned Parenthood choose to uh, open in, and who they choose to target, whom they choose to target for their, as their, uh, for their clientele. It's insane that they would say that. She called them fake clinics, which is wild. And now the, the Department of Justice outright refuses to investigate the firebombs on these pregnancy crisis centers. And this has been going on since that May 2nd leak of that draft opinion on potentially overturning Roe v. Wade. So some senators were asking Merrick Garland just last week whether or not the DOJ is going to get involved and to investigate them as domestic terror incidents. But Garland won't open them. He said, according to the Free Beacon, on... Uh, and this was a DOJ uh, statement that he would investigate crimes against reproductive health centers under the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Jeez, there's always an act. And under that act, Kristen Clark, who oversees any kind of uh, violations of that act, charged nine people under that statute Back in March, just because they had they had they were by the entrance of this uh, uh, abortion clinic in D.C. And so actually, it's, oh, it's like 24, 24 cr- pregnancy crisis centers have been vandalized or set on fire since the leak of that draft. You got to think, too, how insane that is. And they've been all over the country, uh, California, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, Illinois, in Wisconsin. Uh, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, D.C., New York, I mean, everywhere. And they provide those centers, they provide free medical and financial support to pregnant mothers. That's all they do. It And some of it has been that Jane's Revenge and Ruth Sentos, these stupidly named groups that seem to be the ones leading this. They're still on Twitter, by the way. They're, they said that... Uh, They've, I mean, the stuff that they've said on Twitter, anybody else, if it was a conservative, they would have been bounced for it, for sure. Which anybody should be, because they're like, they're trying to, they're sitting, they're outright saying what they're going to do. So, they won't, um, Clark is not going to investigate any of this. And the idea, think about this, of firebombing a clinic. There are w- pregnant women go in there. Pregnant women are in there and they're vandalizing and firebombing them. (laughs) No investigation from DOJ. Marco Rubio told the Washington Free Beacon, quote, Kristen Clark should have never been confirmed, (laughs) which I agree. The DOJ will not respond to any requests. And Clark has made a lot of wild, wacky statements. She was, she supported Juicy Smollier. The guy who staged an elaborate hoax when he said in the middle of a blizzard at two a.m., uh, two men wearing uh, red hats, uh, two black men in Chicago wearing red hats, screamed, "This is MAGA country!" and put a noose on his neck. Remember that whole thing? That was, and then they were spotted on CCTV buying those very supplies, the kidnap supplies, and and they had been written a check by Juicy Smollier for said kidnap supplies. I mean, Charles Barkley made a joke about the memo, you know. So. The DOJ will send the FBI out, <clears throat> excuse me to investigate parents who go to school board meetings they'll they'll investigate parents at school board meetings they will uh, oh and by the way, when they do that, I mean remember they actually had tagged them uh, as uh, they had the little terrorist tag. What was the little tag that they used for them? I'm pulling this up. They, the FBI's Counterterrorism Division created a threat tag to track investigations into parents who spoke at school boards in opposition to CRT or mask mandates, etc. And it was a whistleblower that released dozens of documents showing without any argument that the FBI's Counterterrorism Division was investigating these parents. Okay, keep that in mind. This is the same DOJ that received the letter and apparently knew that the National School Board Association, according to the Washington Examiner, had coordinated with the White House, or colluded, that's my word, colluded with the White House in writing that letter comparing parent protests to domestic terrorism. But the same DOJ will not do anything about the threat on Justice Kavanaugh. The same DOJ won't do anything about the 24 crisis pregnancy centers that have been vandalized and firebombed wild in fact Democrats voted against increasing SCOTA security while they voted for more security for themselves <sighs> never ends so now there's drama with Disney's buzz light year apparently it's not going to play in 14 countries Disney has not been able to obtain permission to show its new Pixar movie Lightyear in 14 Middle Eastern and Asian countries. It is unlikely to open in China, the world's largest movie market and the animated film. It's a kid's film and it's about a same there. There includes a same sex couple and they kiss in the film. And it's the prequel supposedly to the toy story franchise and Chris Evans, who can never shut his stupid face. Won't stop talking about uh, the same-sex couple and screaming at people who object to including any sexual content in any form in an animated kids movie. Like, why do you have to have any of it? That doesn't isn't that annoying? He just won't stop. Like nobody. I and he's. I, I, I cannot stand when actors get way over their skis. But he's been. Uh, very he's well he's playing like a, what is it a young buzz Lightyear, year and so he's been uh, apparently going off on uh, parents and whatever I don't know he's I don't know the whole thing is wild I just don't know why Disney feels like they have to sex up any kids film at all Evans admitted according to New York Post before taking the role that he studied Alan's voice his voice work on all four of the, Tim Allen's voice work on all four of the f- Toy Story films, he said, quote, look, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. He goes, what he did in those movies is iconic and loved, and I'd be a fool not to incorporate some of his choices into the role. And so he said, he's, isn't he, is he he's like supposed, supposedly playing, supposedly playing the guy that Buzz Lightyear was based on, as I understand it in the film. Because the, it's apparently about the real person that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy, is what it is. So I I get the difference. But I just don't know why you have to have this type of controversy around this film. Why you have to do this stuff. They just, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. Okay writes Captain America, my ass, and slack. True, though. Okay, for one other thing. So, Herschel Walker has been getting a lot of hate lately. They, there was this, this, I think it was Daily Beast. There was a report that was published this week by the Daily Beast where they say that, they go, Herschel Walker says he's a model dad. He has a secret son. And they're mad at him because he's talked about fatherless households and they say he was named in a paternity case. And he apparently, they said that he has a, and they confirmed they apparently got a hold of like some confirmation and they, I don't know, all this stuff, because he's fighting against uh, Raphael Warnock in the fall, right? So this is all a Warnock, the Warnock hijab. So they said, oh, Herschel Walker had a child years ago when he wasn't married. And that's what in the Daily Beast is like running with it. And they were trying to say say that Reverend Warnock, you know, the guy who talks about how everybody else but him is racist and says horrible things while having the title of Reverend. By the way, nobody diminishes faith or any kind of legitimacy in shepherds of the church like people like Raphael Warnock who used the title of reverend while doing the devil's work wearing the veneer of a church elder you're welcome so they're they're trying to portray Herschel Walker is this like you know deadbeat dad and here you have you know the leftist media they love dragging black fathers so here they're they're trying to portray him as being like this deadbeat who doesn't take whatever responsibility all this stuff you know and I looked at this story and I don't even honestly I don't even know why it's a story from everything that I got he had a child at a wedlock uh, what like a decade ago he made sure I don't know what the circumstances were but apparently he made sure he wanted to prove the, he wanted to prove the paternity and he took responsibility for his son. I'm not quite sure what the problem beyond that is because see, unlike Joe Biden's son, um, Walker didn't have to be repeatedly dragged into court and forced by the state to provide for his child. And, I don't see any evidence to support that just because uh, Herschel Walker doesn't bring his kid out and and uh, use his kid as a campaign device and sit here and and try to exploit that just because he doesn't have him on the campaign trail. That means Herschel Walker is ignoring his son. That's the stupidest thing I've ever read. Biden's family doesn't even acknowledge Hunter Biden's daughter. They wouldn't even put up a stocking for her on the damn fireplace for Christmas. And after they put the photo up and they got criticism of it, they took all the stockings down. They don't even allow that little girl. Hunter's kids, Hunter and his kids get security. That little girl doesn't. So I do not want to hear it. So dumb. All right, we have more to come. Including, we got uh, lockdowns. A study shows they caused 170,000 excess deaths. We're gonna get into that. And why is the left absolutely obsessed with drag? Why? We'll talk about that too.
2: And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So again, baby formula production halted at Abbott's Michigan plant due to flooding after a severe storm. All kinds of stuff. Golly. Over and over again, they keep they they were just cleared to reopen. And now it's a flood. Uh, according to the latest, Ukraine's not going to get key weaponry <clears throat> excuse me from Biden's latest $1 billion aid package. Well, we're going to talk about that because Lindsey Graham's been going on and I have some things I'd like to go on about as well on, related to that. <sighs> I don't know about this headline. Scientists warn pollution is causing alarming shrinkage of male copulatory organs. What? Yeah. The human stuff for dudes is shrinking due to pollution and industrial chemicals, according to experts. Epidemiologist Dr. Shanna Swan has published a book examining the link, a whole book about it, about penile length and pollution. A whole entire book about that. Just interesting so if they can't get you with EVs they're going to try to get you with your junk shrinking so you know they're going to it's going to happen one way or the other the Fort Worth Police Department is offering a $100 gift card in exchange for your unloaded firearm no, so I think that I should just you know get I mean there's a way to can't you post up and just say yeah what about 125 and a Target gift card per gun or I'll just pay you $150 to keep your gun how about that I mean, you know, capitalism can come into play here. I'm just saying. Where do they get this money? What? Where's this money coming from? Fort Worth? Where? I want to know. Because if that's our taxpayer dollars, not cool. Also, a couple other things here. The USA Today had deleted 23 articles by one reporter after a, a review found quotes that, quote, appeared to be fabricated. Appeared. So plagiarism, 23 articles. That just shows you, I think, just how little you know, integrity you kind of have to have in order to work at some media outlets. Uh, And Fauci finally admits there isn't enough data to show that boosters should be recommended for five-year-olds or that they work. Oh, we'll talk more about that too. Stick with us.
3: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana show. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case.
0: Um. Well, then, why are we doing it? Exactly. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash. Here with you. It's our third hour, middle of our third hour here on Friday. And that was Rand Paul talking to uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's got the Wu flu. But you know what? I don't know how, Kane I don't know how he got the Wu flu because he's uh, audio soundbite 16,000 because he has all the boosts and faxes and everything else. And remember, well, what he said here.
2: And when people
3: are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. This far,
0: what but wait, dude, you had all your stuff and you got infected. Oh, oh, oh. What, but he had how many now? There, how many shots do they say here you got to get? Oh, three? Here, I think it's minimum three, three shots because right yeah. Canada said that it's now three, three because two doesn't work anymore. No. Wait, let me rewind that two doesn't work anymore. If two doesn't work anymore, how how does three work? Soon we're going to be like, remember when we said three doesn't work anymore? Now it's four. Mm -hmm. Then at what point, you know what? They're going to make you drink it at some point. Just come in. Just jump in our vaccine pool, Have some vaccine. It's going to be like Brondo.
2: (laughs) Mountain Dew vid. You know what? COVID.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't do that to the dew, man. Why you gotta do that to the dew? Well, they like <sighs> They'll call it Dr. Vid and it'll be like a crappy, generic Dr. Pepper. That's what it'll be. It is, though. It's an injectable Brondo. Yeah.
4: It's what plants crave!
0: <laughs> I still can't get over that movie. It's just so terrifyingly has accurate. Electrolytes. has electrolytes. Can I just have some water? You mean like out of the toilet bowl? <laughs> Jeez. Why don't we put water on the plants Oh my gosh But it's true though He I mean he and Rand Paul told him Because they keep going on And on and on like I've got travel on the way And I think it's a racket I think the whole thing with the testing And all that is an absolute racket Because you got to go in like at a certain Point you got to do it now you don't have to get it Do it to get back into the United States but it's all Just to maximize How much money you got to pay it's wild, and then audio sound by fourteen, Rand Paul said this too. He this was now Fauci wasn't he? He was supposed to testify to today or yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Now this is the audio clip we came in with. Oh wait a minute, yeah, that's right. No, 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 that's right. Because there's nothing that shows the reduction in the hospitalization. He's like, yes, that's correct. And then it came out he had to actually acknowledge that. Yeah, okay, the five year old booster thing. It doesn't actually. There's nothing that shows that it works, and he, he had to admit it. And I just feel like this has been such a political, unscientific approach. So now, if you know, if there is heaven forbid, there is something really heinous that comes down like a horrible plague. You are not going to get everybody to ever listen to you to get even if you have like an actual legitimate vaccine that actually provides immunity. You're not going to convince everybody anybody because of how badly this got screwed up. And how everybody was treated. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Can I hear 16 again? I'm sorry. I just need it one more time. Just remember, because Fauci said this.
2: That when
3: people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Did
0: he feel safe that he wasn't going to get infected because he's infected now? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I'm look, I don't care if you want to. I have friends who got it they, because they wanted to. They weren't even forced to by work I don't hate on you for doing that But do not Do not try to gaslight me And try to emotionally Browbeat me And call me or anybody else That's what these people did for two years Call everybody murderers Because especially those of us who had it Naturally And had natural immunity Don't sit here and gaslight and lecture us And act like well I guess you know you're, ju- you're murderers because you're not getting this when clearly it doesn't prevent you from either spreading it or getting infected. Full stop. You're going to trust those people, the people who like, called you murderers because you didn't get an injection? Are you going to trust them on red flag law? One quick thing on this, and i got to get to something else because there's a story out about Google wokeness. Just think about the way that coronavirus was handled and the vaccines were handled. And I want you to just think of red flag same people who did all that they want to run that now for the last update that i'm going to give you on this and uh anything that comes up i will you'll i'll update on the other twitter or facebook but there it looks like for cornyn one of the big things is the crisis intervention programs and mental health and veterans assistance like outpatient treatment they his apparently according to manu raj on cnn with cnn the What he told the reporters there on the Hill earlier is that he doesn't think that his quote is, I don't think anything that funds 19 states for their programs but ignores other states that have chosen not to have a red flag law but rather have other ways to address the problem is going to fly, end quote. So while I think, and I, I'm, I'm not, I want to provide some perspective on this. That statement and what I'm hearing, there's, I got two sets of thinking on this actually two lines of a same thought my first thought is I need Cornyn to stop pretending that the 19 states that have red flag law are still upholding due process because they're not so let's do away with that right now the other part of that though is a legitimate point that he's making about the mental health programs and veterans assistance things that actually provide you know your pre-deprivation hearing and all that stuff and go that, that, that you're not denied your your fourth and fifth and sixth and 14th right um, ignoring the states that have those programs and don't want to have red flag law i think that that's a good point that he's making and it seems that that he's being a stickler on that point on that i think we can all agree but i need him to stop pretending that the 19 states that have red flag laws are still upholding due process because they're not but i think he needs to hold the line on that aspect i mean he really needs to also say this is red flag law is a diminishment of due process entirely I don't like the kg language around that. I understand that they're all negotiating, but my rights aren't up for negotiation and neither are yours. And quite frankly, I am sick and damn tired of always being the one demanded that to compromise. Lindsey Graham had a tweet here. He said he said Congress appropriated billions to provide military equipment to Ukraine. I just visited with the Ukrainian parliamentary delegation. They are incredibly frustrated with the pace of arms to Ukraine and endless excuses being offered regarding weapon shipments. I had added people in this country are incredibly frustrated with the endless excuse from politicians as to why we must compromise our Second Amendment right of self-defense as penalty for crimes by offenders coddled by corrupt justice system. You're going to give guns to Ukraine that that you say that we can't bear here. Stop. Come on. So on that, I'll keep you updated with any with any uh, uh, kind of movement on this, but they're not going to come up with any text uh, at all. And that one last quick thing the new back the background check process for the 18 to twenty twenty 20 year olds tillis kept saying that it wasn't a waiting period there is no way they're going to be able to write this without having a waiting period in it that's just the way that it is they're not it's just not going to happen and so that i think is going to be a huge change to federal gun law because the if you're if you're waiting between the 18 to 20 year old to check records and wait for them to be unsealed till us in the audio that is up on my my newsletter. I mean, it already said that, that it's going to take, it would take a couple of days, but he refused to get pinned down on saying waiting period, but it's a waiting period. So apparently that is something that they're still kind of arguing about. Now, this deal may get done and it may not get done. That's the thing, but I think Republicans need to be very careful here because as I told you, well, they weren't getting a lot of. Uh, Weren't getting a lot of uh, uh, support there at the uh, Republican convention in Houston, I got to tell you. All right. So last quick thing. Uh, actually, I lied Two quick things. The White House officials are exploring sending Americans rebate cards to offset gas costs. But guess what? They ran into a major problem. You know, the, the chip shortage. We can't physically produce enough cards to actually make the work to make the thing work, even if we tried. And just a quick reminder. Taiwan is the world's largest manufacturer of those chips, and Biden purposefully omitted them from the Asian trade deal that he did so he wouldn't make China mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And last, so apparently l- materials have leaked from Google showing that they have woke autocorrect. Manhole has been placed with maintenance hole. I am full of jokes. I'm not going to get past that one. I mean, Kane, not going to happen. It's not going to get, I'm not getting, because now manhole could really only be applied in one of two ways, right? right. Maintenance hole, however, That's, that the door just opened wide. Just saying. They wanted to replace motherhood with, quote, the experience of being a parent or guardian. Oh my God. They want cowboy to be called animal herder You can do that with shepherd too, you dummies and words with any prefix of white or master to be replaced. Now we've seen this before with real estate, the master bedroom because apparently white woke scolds don't think that uh, black homeowners can be the master of their own property. Thus being the master bedroom.
2: It's owner's suite
0: like white paper. You can't use that. That has to be a report. Oh my gosh. You know why they had it? Because it was literally printed on paper that was happened to be of white
2: appearance. You can't see Looked black, white. It was white paper. Can't see black ink on black paper. Jeez.
0: It is apparently... So they're struggling to replace like everyday words is what they're doing because they're morons. And there are screenshots of all the code. Uh, manhunt has to be replaced with search. Mankind has to be replaced with gender. Uh, People of the world has to be replaced with humankind. So if you're writing something like in Google Docs and you say motherhood, it'll pop up inclusive warning. Some of these words may not be inclusive to all readers. I really wish that there was a response. uh, Like uh, to there was a response to these the woke pop ups. That's like get redacted. I mean, even so yeah white papers can be report uh see uh oh their inclusiveness gender pronoun pronoun. masterminding you can't say that you can't say mastermind masterminds masterminded masterminding or to mastermind they just say genius you can't say masterpiece what yeah grand plan i don't even know what that means they said that Or not grand plan. Master plan. They say you have to say grand plan. You can't say master plan anymore. It's at peanut gallery. Their inclusive suggestion is unsolicited critics.
2: (sighs) With Twitter's, you know, character restrictions, all these one words that have to be phrases now, you're not going to be able to really tweet much.
0: Language is getting dumb and dumber. I'm really, it is.
2: Listen to the Dana show live on the
3: Odyssey app weekdays, noon to 3 PM. Eastern time.
0: Make sure you sign up for that newsletter chapter and verse. And I have to say too. So Wendy Williams television show. I know that might shock you me talking about Wendy Williams. Her final episode airs today without it's without her. Now, you're going to be shocked to hear this. The very first television, the very first TV appearance that I ever did was on Wendy Williams's program. And I was on there a couple of times, and we did talk about gun ownership. And I got to say that Wendy Williams was one of the nicest, uh, most gracious, and welcoming people that I have met in the industry out of any cable news entity I've ever walked into. I've been everywhere. Uh, CNN ABC NBC CB I've been everywhere she is one of the top three kindest and most welcoming people that I have ever met in this industry and she is in she's in a different form of she's a she's a pioneer broadcaster I mean you you got to give her props for her role in radio One of the most powerful, I mean, she helped pave the way, she didn't do politics, but she, you wouldn't have women like me on radio talking about politics without Wendy Williams being on radio talking about everything she did. And so it's, um, I just feel it's like, you know, she was real nice and I think that even if people think that, you know, she talks about celebrity stuff or whatever, if that's not their jam, it is always about the audience. And she keenly understood that. Not everybody does. And that's why she has been in this industry for as long as she has. So I, I, I hope that she has. Uh, I, I mean, I really wish she was on her final show to have said goodbye to her audience. I think she was owed that. But that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, it, she's, she's, a, she's a legend. And I hope that she is recognized as that. Might shock some people, but yeah, very first appearance. My hair was horrible. Oh, I'm sure it's still up there. My hair was ridiculous, ridiculous. And they, 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 uh, they're always they were all very nice up there. All right, one quick programming note. Starting on Monday, I am going to be on vacation. I know. I'm going to take some time, and I will be back on air with you on June 29th. My very good friend, my brother from another mother, same same heavenly father, Sergio is going to be filling in. And if there's anything with the New York rifle and pistol case or uh, with any gun control package, anything that happens, um, I will be calling in and you can watch Facebook or Twitter for any updates. So quick note on that. Kane, today in stupidity.
2: All right. New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy, says, well, they have the strictest gun laws in America, but they need to do more. Yeah, we have among the most um, the, the, the safest gun safety laws in America. I think really? we're in the top couple of states uh, but we can be safer. And- safer. Somebody needs to tell them that additional laws lawbreakers don't pay attention to. Yeah, that's so. why they're called criminals. Yeah, that's it.
0: That does it for us this week. Folks, I'll be back behind the mic with you on June 29th. Make sure you watch Facebook and Twitter. God bless you. Have uh, I'll miss our time together, but I'll be back behind the mic with you in just a week. So take care. And Sergio will be here with you on Monday.